Hi guys, welcome back to the Fight Podcast with Sharia Richman. Hello, Jan, how are you? And with me, Jan, hi. Sharia, this is already our 10th episode. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm uh, having fun. Things are moving fast. Yeah. For this 10th episode, what did you do today? What did you do before you came here? To celebrate here? it. To celebrate it? What's your celebration? I actually just came from a workout. I did uh, I did deadlift this, this morning. Thursday is deadlift day? <laughs> uh, either, yeah, usually Thursday or Sunday. So you have a plan. Also, if you're not on, like, you're not currently at the, at the gym. Yeah. At your so gym. If, if, if there's a um, possibility to lift, I always lift. Uh, mo <coughs> most places where I go to, I, there's not enough plates. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll lift a, a lighter. More, I saw more. you do that here. You put all of our weights on one thing. You did the military press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is like... <laughs> Yeah. First time I saw that, it's it's like he loads it up. I'm like, yeah, sure, he's done. <laughs> and he just he keeps on doing it. it, it it's like, and it was multiple reps. Yeah, it's not that much weight. <laughs> For those who are listening, it's like he's just excited over nothing. Okay, it's an insane amount, but still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In general, you what what do you do for do you, do you focus on lifting? Is that your main? Uh, for personally, I do. Uh, yeah, I focus. Uh, so I lift every day. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, six days a week mm -hmm. um, and then I do when I finish lifted I do about 20 minutes every day on the on the heavy bag mm -hmm. uh, hit the bag uh, that's my workout uh, and then, then uh, I do sparring I do about uh, I would say about uh, between uh, 40 to 40 minutes to an hour of sparring every day with my with my guys but I don't that part like for me I don't really consider it a workout because sometimes I could be lazy if I want to. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um, so yeah, every morning I it, do I do it, lifting and and 20 minutes on the bag or 30 minutes on the bag. And it kind of depends on how you spar as well because um, if you're preparing for a fight or something, the way you the the way you uh, train then is different from when you're just in practice. Right, but I I'm not preparing for a fight, mm -hmm. and um, even if my guys are preparing for a fight. I'm not going to spar hard with them but mm. because of the weight difference. I'm I'm usually heavier. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, when uh, uh, my guys prepare for a fight, at least the last few fights, uh, I actually w was kind of afraid to do um, like to wrestle or grapple with them too much. Yeah. Because of the weight difference, and you know you're pulling on the on the head and mm. uh, the pressure on the neck and all that. It's better to find people more or less their weight. You know, that's Be what I think. Because they're more used to that it's amount of pressure? Just prevent, prevent injuries. Just mm. prevent injuries. You know, uh, the weight difference, it, it could be a lot. Like, right now, I'm 115 kilo. It's not, I'm not huge, but uh, big, you know. Mm -hmm. What's that, 115? That's a, uh, anyway, yeah, in kilos, mm -hmm. right? Not pounds. <laughs> so it's, uh, in pounds, it's 2.2 times 2.2, right? Um, uh, the guy who was fighting, he's... Uh, He fights an 84 kilo, so uh, <clears throat> that's a big weight difference. Even though he's a big guy, it's still a big weight difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I go. That's why other people could go harder. I don't. I try not to. And that's coming from someone who says that for for preparation of an MMA fight, you let your guys fight multiple opponents to just get them used to the it's, pressure. It's, um, the reason why it's also just um, it's also develops a insane cardio. Mm -hmm. Insane cardio and uh, you know aggression and pre yeah pressure. It's a one drill we do it all the time. It's just one of the drills that you could use mm -hmm. for that. 
So um, let's talk about those guys, especially a little further. So when you just not for in, in fight camp, not to prepare them for a fight, but just in regular training, what amount of fitness, not just the, the, the technical training, but what amount of fitness do they do your guys in, in uh, MMA Jerusalem? Um, they work out every day, right? Uh, every, every, honestly, every person has a different um, plan. Every, it's not the same for every person, mm -hmm. but uh, all of them, all the people who take training seriously, I should say, right, want to compete or, or are competing, uh, they do around two workouts a day, right? One of them is going to be strength training, and one of them is going to be more cardio. Mm -hmm. And then we spar together. We spar every day. And then there's a technical uh, training as well. Mm-hmm. So if you have, um, if you prepare for someone f for a fight, and I've seen that with, uh, there's some prominent figures in MMA who claim to do that between fights, they just let themselves go. <laughs> What do you mean? Um, there is um, there is this this uh, Irish fighter, for instance, who in between uh, fights, when he leans, when when he when he uh, trains more, he gets lean again, whatever. In between, he gets a little chubby. Just because he—that's yeah, like the way yeah, he prefers like to, to eat in the off, off season. Yeah, the off season thing. Yeah. And um, but he doesn't really train that much. He, at least he claims in those periods. What do you think are the dangers if you do that, or is that something that you uh, advise your guys against? I um, I just uh, like uh, when people stay sharp, just because mm. uh, um, depending on on um, on the level of where you fight and what organization you know, if it's like uh, the top organization in the world. Usually, it usually doesn't happen, but uh, when you're not at the top of the world, you know, more simple kind of people, mm -hmm. you could get a, a, a fight notice in a week, and and you can't uh, uh, always say no, you know, because then uh, they're not going to offer you all the more, more spots, yeah. and also because you want your guys to to move forward, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can't really allow yourself to like to get fat and lazy and say, okay, my next fight's in uh, four months, mm. you know, because you never know. So you can't, but you also can't always work constant be in a fight camp either. That's going to destroy you. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep uh, keep in shape, you know, keep in, you know, good fight shape all the time. Like a good balance between yeah, workout yeah. and recovery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you you have a good, you know, if you have to fight next week, you, you know, you could, maybe you're not going to be in a, Top, top, top shape, but you're always in, in fight shape. Mm -hmm. That's how I, I do it. When you uh, train your guys, what are the fitness aspects that you focus on? Like you said, uh, cardio, for instance, is one of them. Are you talking about fight camp or like a normal? No, for fight camp, for the uh, for the MMA guys, MMA uh, Jerusalem. Once you're preparing for a fight, officially? Yeah, if that's, if that's the goal. So if, if, if you start a fight camp, there's a... You do strength and we do a lot of circuits mm -hmm. and then a lot of sparring right and then depending on the opponent depending on the fight you know escaping bad positions or, or whatever working on your game plan and mm -hmm. just a lot of time on the mat best thing is if you could bring people you know from the outside as well you know like uh, to grapple or to strike you know to, to spar with you mm -hmm. but there's uh, the closer you get to the fight you know we'll start st You stop, or you put down the weights. You know the heavy. You start. You start working more just a circuit. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. You you said despite 
training for strength and and for uh, cardio for endurance you also said that you escape bad uh, positions that means you you train mental fitness as well well bad positions i mean like actual hands-on work you know mm -hmm. like back mount or knee and belly mm -hmm. or mount or you know on, on the on the in the corner on the cage whatever working on that a lot mm -hmm. i think that gets overlooked oftentimes like this this is also a part of of, of fitness that you have to Uh, that you have to keep training if you want to compete. Yeah, that uh, mental like agility to be able to, especially with with grappling, for instance. There's a lot of things that you need to be able to react to. The, the I think you you um, describe this as flowing, and yeah. that's also, something. If you're used to working in bad positions, and you kind of get comfortable there, and uh, you have that um, uh, toughness and uh, the confidence in escaping a bad mm -hmm. position, it's very hard to catch you in a bad. And if it's very hard to catch you in a bad position. You know, your chances of winning increase. Mm -hmm. So why not? And if you prepare you guys for, um, let's say, an MMA competition, you go into fight camp, um, what are the fitness goals? Like, when do you know they've had enough, kind of? Uh, so if it's a three-minute, uh, sorry, th five-minute round, uh, three, three, three rounds usually. Mm -hmm. So the goal is to get them uh, to do between, uh, to be able to do go five or six rounds. You'd preferably be six rounds mm -hmm. in training. Uh, so I do six uh, six five minute rounds of circuit training, or uh, uh, also six five minute rounds of uh, actual MMA sparring, mm -hmm. and we do that every day. So we're talking hard sparring. Uh, yeah, you know, with you know, with usually with this gear on, protective. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if if or it could be uh, different drills. I mean, let's say okay, we go twenty five minutes of of wrestling, which uh, or twenty five minutes of grappling. Well. The guy who's competing stays in the middle, but every two minutes, a new fresh partner comes in. Mm. That's that's very hard. So they're still energized. Yeah, they? they're still energized, and you're like after a couple of minutes, you know, you're really drained. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do that also like every two. You can start with people on his back, right? So every two minutes, someone else is on your back, mm -hmm. and you start. You know, we get really tired. Twenty uh, five minutes, thirty minutes of that, or just around the sparring. And also, of course, circuit training. Mm -hmm. Like one minute of this, one minute of that, one minute of that. You know, keep changing. Mm -hmm. But uh, five minute rounds, one minute break, do it again. And how do you deal with the risk reward ratio of um, sparring before the fight? Because that's something that happens sometimes where uh, a fighter gets injured before a fight. You can't always you can't always prevent it. You know, but uh, if it's three months out, you could go hard. Kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, the closer you get, the lighter you start going. Mm -hmm. You can't always prevent an injury. You can just do the best you can to prevent it. So the closer you come to the fight, the the easier you want yeah. to spar, but the more you want to work out. No, 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 you work it out. You uh, two weeks out, you should be already in in top shape and mm -hmm. ready to go. Uh, usually, like four or five days before the fight, they don't do anything. It's just mm -hmm. rest. Okay, okay. And also, you said because um, people don't always um, know when they're competing. You just said you kind of want them to be ready at all times like not it's not like the every day is fight camp but there's like a certain level of fitness you want them to maintain and that reminds me of um when you're talking about uh, people who look to craft classes for instance um the idea is to be uh, kind of ready at all times it's not like okay there's a competition coming up and um what do you think um Like, how is it different to prepare someone in your craft class than you prepare your MMA guys? Like, how is, is there any difference at all? Yeah, um, there's a difference. Um, but, uh, like, 
you have to be in shape, right? It's mm-hmm. never going to hurt you to be in shape. And I think a, a person should also uh, try to be as strong as he could be, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be as strong as that guy or as strong as that guy or stronger than that guy. But take whatever you have and use it to 100% of your, your capability. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be a, a beast at your at least at your size, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're a beast, at least at your size... Because you use a hundred percent of what you have, you're automatically very strong and probably stronger than many many people who are bigger than you. You're making most of what yeah, you what you've been given. Exactly. Yeah. So you're already, you know, being small is not an excuse. Like in the street, mm-hmm. nobody asked you if you're big or small. You just got your ass kicked. You know. In fact, probably if you do fight in the street, the guy's going to be bigger than you, or He's going to have friends, multiple opponents, which all together they're bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Because nobody starts a fight thinking they're going to lose. Right? Yeah. So people look for easy targets. Okay, what's an easy target? I'm big, you're small, you're an easy target. Or oh, we're five or six people and you're one, so okay, you're an easy target. The only exception that I've seen was or road rage, where people just went crazy for some right. strange reason. <laughs> or if I have a weapon, if I have a knife on me, yeah. then uh, you know I'm already bigger than you automatically, even mm-hmm. if I'm a small guy. So uh, being strong is important. You know, I recommend everybody, uh, if you ask me, I recommend for everybody strength training. On your level, you know, you could do, uh, you could do uh, powerlifting. You could also do just uh, um, bodyweight training, you know, push-ups, pull-ups. Pull-ups are great. Mm-hmm. For strength, pull-ups, really good, mm-hmm. right? And you could do, uh, you know, other stuff, bodyweight. And that still, you'll be strong, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always like kind of... Um, Refrain from saying, you know, for a street fight, you have to do exactly this. Just mm-hmm. work out as much as you can mm-hmm. and be as strong as you can, you know. And yeah, there's specific drills, you know, warrior development drills, by the way, put you into top shape, right? And you should be, if you want to work specific, you know, work out of explosive power because in a, in a fight, in the ring, let's say, when you fight, you warm up, uh, you know, in the dressing room, you warm up, you hit the pads, you stretch, mm-hmm. you get, you prepare yourself mentally, you know, you go and, you know, some some people like to do like meditation almost and all that. And then you come into the, into the, the cage or the ring, you're already sweating and you, you, you know what's about to happen. You, yeah, you're, you're, you're excited, you're nervous, you know, there's a crowd, this is, especially if it's your first times, but you prepared yourself for that mm-hmm. and you prepared yourself for that in a, in a in many cases for three months, mm. you know, that's all you think about. That's mm. all you think about. If you prepare the right way, then you bring everything to the table. You bring everything yeah, in. Yeah, hopefully. And that's all you think about. And, you know, everyone knows what's about to happen, right? In a street fight, you go from zero to 100 right away, boom. Mm. Just like that. Mm. You didn't prepare for it, usually. And it come, it come from a side angle or someone hitting you over the head and your back from, from the back or something like that, you know? So it's zero to 100... Boom, right away. And that's very important to work on your explosive power, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being able to just, like, explode. That's a uh, very, very helpful tool for a street fight. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to go more into detail um, on how you train, on how you power lift, because mm-hmm. I think the, the issue that most people have when they think about lifting is they think or their first contact might have been uh, bodybuilding, and that's not something that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a beautiful face like I have, uh, <laughs> I, I don't need a bodybuilder. 
No, but there's a different approach you take to lifting. It's not about uh, shaping your body a certain way, but how is the way that you lift different from that? How is powerlifting different? Than yeah, how, how do you approach lifting weights? It's, so you work on uh, uh, strength specifically. So mm -hmm. uh, we also don't do as many exercises, right? Um, and also the numbers of reps mm -hmm. and also the, the weight is different. So you try less reps, more weight, like uh, more breaks? I mean, longer breaks? what I do is uh, sets of uh, five, five, mm -hmm. uh, you know, five sets of five. I do that a lot. Sometimes I do five sets of three, depending on the weight. Mm -hmm. um, the weight is longer. Uh, especially when you have, you're going really heavy, the weight sometimes could be like seven minutes for me. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you lift weights, this is a, a important concept to, to understand. And a lot of people uh, miss this thing. Lifting weights doesn't make you stronger, Right recovery from lifting weights that makes you stronger mm -hmm. right so uh, think about that for a second that, that's why you know the amount of uh, recovery or how much you weight between sets that's important mm -hmm. you know if, if if you have if you're going through like a you reach like a, a plateau and like you're like going through uh man i i wasn't able to to go heavy for a long time or or to break my my record maybe that's because you're not letting yourself recover mm -hmm. or, you know, enough or something like that. So the recovery is different. Um, this, the number of sets is different. And uh, also, like I said, the exercises is not as, it's not as many exercises. Mm -hmm. Just uh, focus on strength. But um, I don't do only, like, strictly powerlifting. I also focus on, on I do a lot of grip strength. I work on that uh, a couple times a week. Forearm strength, you know, grip strength for for fighting is is very helpful mm. for wrestling and grappling. You know, I work a lot on, on my neck. Uh, I think that's important to explain. Why is the neck important to be strong for fighting? Because there's multiple ways that you can use a strong neck. Well, first of all, just uh, helps you uh, if you get punched, not get your head uh, thrown off every second. Mm. That's, you know, so that helps you not get knocked out so quickly. Also, when you wrestle, you know, the neck does a lot. The neck is connected to the trap muscles, the back. It's it's a, it's another tool you could use mm. when you have that. The head can be a lever while fighting. A lot of times when you wrestle, the head is on the opponent, mm. right? You grab a lot, whatever, whatever, whatever position you're in, but the head does a lot of work. Mm. If you have a head like a sardine, so you, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, you're fighting. That's something that I, um, when I first saw that being used and explained to me, that was something that was very re revolutionary to me to to use my head to fight against someone. Like you use it to push, you use it to to shove someone. Did your parents ever tell you use your head? <laughs> fighting, yeah, fighting with head. Yeah. <laughs> fighting with my head. <laughs> no, but uh, I, that's that's a very uh, important point. You said that what makes you stronger is not the, the workout itself, but the recovery. And I always, um, like I've heard a lot of people say, you need to sleep the correct amount, you need to do this, you need to do that. But you just said the the um, the time left between sets is something it's that... Part of, it's part of the recovery. It's part of the recovery to, in yeah. between sets to... Yeah, to yeah, I think at least. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, it's part of the recovery. The amount of time you rest is important too. Mm -hmm. in, in powerlifting at least. When you're working strength, 
So, and from the amount or because I've seen you and some of the MA Jerusalem guys, I've seen them lift. I've seen what you lift, and I've seen um, also um, you you talked about this earlier on with with me. That was uh, off the air, but uh, you said that lifting leaves you less prone to injury. Yeah, and I I believe that. Like uh, you know, I'm no doctor. You know, but, uh, <laughs> um, Like that's from my personal experience. You know, when you have a, a strong body, you get injured less, mm -hmm. right? So when you have a thick back and you're protecting your your muscles are thick, they're protecting your joints. Mm -hmm. you just get injured less. Mm -hmm. You know, you're less. That's what I find at least with myself. And I think um, sometimes people who who don't have that much experience they say oh you're deadlifting you're ruining your back or mm. maybe you heard that with people also i don't know it's 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 not true anything you do uh, wrong is not good for you you know anything you do with bad technique bad form but it's correct form and you do it with the right plan you must i i believe that any athlete must deadlift for example mm -hmm. any athlete right and squat And you see that also these, um, f uh, as, as like a basic example with um, sometimes with older people when they fall, there's a there's a higher risk of, of injury as well. It's like these everyday scenarios where just a certain level of fitness might protect you. It's like yeah, something also, that uh, like, it's not even just about fighting, but there's like a, a use to it in, in everyday life. I know I know a, a lot of, uh, of um, jiu-jitsu people, hmm? right? a, a lot of friends of mine, um, like the black belts who compete. I don't know one of them who's not injured mm -hmm. uh, in his neck or his back or something. And I think I think if if, if they would try to powerlift or at least uh, some specific drills, they'll be injured less. Mm. Because the back and neck will just be uh, much stronger. Yeah. And so I think uh, I think one or two days ago I saw this little video, like a compilation of people who lifted very heavy weights, and they set them down and they fainted. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why does that keep happening? And is that something that uh, lifting heavy weights improves your your cardiovascular system? Oh, that's not why they faint. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I'm not saying you have to. Uh, again, depending on your goal, if mm -hmm. if your goal is to be world's strongest man, you might uh, have to push yourself that much. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you you know you get dizzy, you see black, and you faint. Uh, has to. It happens for various reasons, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Even if you work deadlift, for example, on light reps mm -hmm. and more repetitions, you're still getting stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's a, a, a strength uh, exercise. Same goes for squat. Same goes, for example, for shoulder press. Mm -hmm. uh, shoulder press. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know when you you know what that is pushing mm -hmm. up with yeah, like it's more important for strength than bench press, in my opinion. Okay. Right, bench press is more famous exercise. I think people like it. You know, you lay down. It's like uh, how much looks you, cool. Yeah, yeah, people ask how much you bench. You know, but um, it's called a benchmark, even. <laughs> but uh, with with uh, with, uh, with uh, just pure strength building, shoulder press gives you much more strength. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I I found. And you yeah. said that you lift every single day, but yeah, not the same. Not the same. Uh, obviously, not the same exercises every mm -hmm. day. But I do lift. I lift uh, six days a week. Yeah. 
And I think what's important for people who um, are or who are listening to this and who want to get into all of this, um, I think it's important to 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 know um, this this thing where you you keep doing it every day, even if you're not up to the standards that you expect of you. Like sometimes you're not that fit, or you didn't sleep well, or something, anything. Sometimes, but you still train every day. I train every day. I have a, like also like a, I keep for myself like a notebook with the weights. Like I have goals mm -hmm. for this month, for the next six months, for the year. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to, uh, as far as how much weight I want to lift. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then, I, uh, you know, sometimes you got to change your plan, of course. It's not, it doesn't work. It does work. Uh, there's, you know, I travel a lot and other stuff. So you don't know what's going to be. But you, the point is to never stop, to be as consistent as you could. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that, you know, you get stronger with time. So the main thing that you did, and I think that it's important for people to understand is you build a habit of it. Even if there's some days where you don't feel like whatever lifting that much, you still do. I, I'm not a, yeah, well, it's a habit, exactly. I'm, I'm not a person who works on um, motivation. Mm -hmm. I'm, I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm speaking personally, I don't, I don't feel like I need it. I'm just, I'm always focused, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the discipline is much more important than motivation. You know, that's a very interesting point that, yeah that discipline because motivation sometimes people have it you know they, they, they see a movie or, or something I don't know hear something on, on YouTube it good it's good for like it's good for like a starter you know to start mm. the engine but uh you need discipline because sometimes you're tired and you you don't feel like doing it mm. and you had a bad day you just wanna but the discipline is what gets you through it all the time and which is consistent mind, motivation might change there's yeah. no way that I'm not that I'm not working out like in my mind. It doesn't matter. If there's no weights, I'm going to do something else. I'll do body weight. I'll do push-ups. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's, there's no way that I'm not working out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think with, uh, with motivation, there's like this whole industry that's now built upon uh, this idea of motivational content and stuff. Like, okay, you just go down, you, you do this and treat yourself like shit and you're, afterwards you, you, you'll thank yourself for it. And all of these The issue is sometimes, or at some point, that kind of uses itself off. There's no effect um, like it used to have at some point. Like just watching that uh, stuff every time you want to work out or listening, uh, blasting well, music to, to get yourself in the zone, it, it kind of loses its if, touch. If I could give a tip about that, if like help you get disciplined, is if you re remember why you're doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? Then, the, you know, because sometimes when you're in, in, in it, whatever you're doing, you don't remember why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But if you remember, okay, this is why I'm doing it, then you'll get motivated again and you'll get more discipline to do it, mm -hmm. you know. But you have to keep that in mind, you know, what's, you know, what are you doing this for? It's very hard to work out just because you want to work out. Unless you, some people were like workout freaks, you know, mm -hmm. but... uh If you have a goal with, it, okay, let's say I'm lifting this amount of weight, I want to be able in six months to lift this amount of weight. Okay, that's my goal. So you have easier to do it, right? Or, okay, I, I want to compete at this and this level. Okay, so that's why I'm doing it, mm -hmm. right? Or, I, hey, I want to be able to protect my family. Okay, that's why I'm doing these these uh, these lessons. That's why I'm doing these world development drills. That's why, mm -hmm. you know? But then, if you remember uh, the reason, 
and keep the reason in front of you all the time, it's going to be way easier to work out. Mm -hmm. And I think one other danger of motivation is you go into the gym, you just saw this video, whatever, you haven't been in two months, you go there, you lift something and either you might get injured because you overdo it, because you start off too heavy, or the other thing that happens, you're not lifting the amount, the number that you set in your head, the the you're not able to do what you set up to, uh, set out to do and then you resignate and then it's just okay i'm just not gonna i'm not worth it i'm not whatever and i think that's uh, an important um you have to set goals when you work out that you could also believe you could achieve mm -hmm. realistic maintainable yeah, realistic realistic yeah. goals and then and then when you achieve it like something like that's in your you know that's something like really close to you you know that you can achieve it you have no doubt that you can achieve it it's much easier to to mm -hmm. work towards that goal And then once you achieve it, you set a little higher, and then a little higher, and you know, and and uh, we make a plan to get it. But you should start like slowly, mm -hmm. you know. And okay, within six months, I want to be here. Within a year, I want to be here. Within two years, I want to already be able to do uh, some something else. Mm -hmm. But start with baby steps. So confidence is also a big part in in this building the discipline that you that you have to maintain. Yeah, you, you, sometimes you have like really bad days too. Like you mm -hmm. you, you know. That this is not like, you, you. You just know that today is not today, and it, and it, and it has like a, di a huge difference in the weight. Like mm -hmm. something that you could usually lift like for five reps, like it doesn't go off the ground. It happens a lot too. So that's part of of, uh, of of training. What do you do when this happens to you? I just lift lighter. Mm -hmm. And how do you? Because I've seen you. You you've been doing this for what do you think? How long, roughly? Uh, I don't know exactly. I'm not good with not like with years but, but a long time a long time yeah. a long time so you've been doing this and you still you're still at it so um how do you um how do you balance this thing of okay i have to maintain i have to be disciplined but also not be injured because i over overstep my boundaries like how do you keep this in in in, in your mind like how, well, how do you i'm a little it? extreme with that so i can only speak for myself mm -hmm. but i tell people if i die while i uh while i'm on the with my bar lifting it's okay with me <laughs> but also if you get injured there's an, there's a, there's the issue that you can't live afterwards right so, so. yeah so don't uh, don't be stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's the message of the day just yeah. don't be stupid while lifting you have, to have, you have to have like uh, like patience mm -hmm. you know you have to have patience you have to be and, and a lot of times your own ego gets in your way and I I do I'm I'm no different than that way mm -hmm. you know because it's very hard once you love it so much And once you, I would say you're addicted to it, mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard not to work out. Mm. And I, I would also never tell someone don't work out. I'll tell them, listen, uh, work around it, mm. you know, or uh, I've seen uh, um, doctors who I respect more. They, it's not a doctor who tells a person, hey, stop working out. They'll say, listen, work around the pain or, or work until it hurts and stop. Mm. Mm. But, st but still work, keep working out, you know. I, I don't... I think a person should never stop working out. Yeah, that's something that you told me too. Like I was injured um, very recently and you told me do everything but the stuff that you were injured in. Like yeah. try going into it, not it was, not even like uh, lifting until it hurts, but like uh, you still need to maintain fitness around that You have to keep the discipline issue. too. You, yeah. know? you have to keep, you have to, um, especially if you get a certain age, you stop mm -hmm. working out, you deteriorate really quickly. Mm -hmm. So you can't afford that. Nobody could afford that, you know? If if I have to crawl into the gym, I will. But I'm still gonna work out. Again, <laughs> like I said, I'm a, might be a bit extreme, but yeah. that, that's my attitude about it. And the level you're at, because it's you're not like a basic fit guy. You're a very extreme in that regard. I have like personal 
uh, goals about, for example, just for myself for, for the lifting, which I'm not gonna speak about here, but they're 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 big, you know. And also, but really, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just I just love lifting, you know. And uh, once you enjoy what you do, it's also much easier to do it. I, I you know you know ever heard of something called a workout blues? A workout uh, blues. Yeah, it's like when you don't like people work out like they don't want to work out. They get ah uh, okay blues. okay. Yeah. I never have that kind of stuff. I never did in my life. You know, uh-huh. I just like I just like it. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, if if one day uh, I wasn't able to do what I was planning on, and it happens a lot, mm-hmm. especially with 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 like a deadlift exercise. Deadlift is really you know it has a lot to do with emotions. I think or how much you ate, how much you slept uh, a week in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I could I could uh, I will prepare for for a deadlift as far as what I eat. I can't, uh, I know that, I, for example, personally, I don't sleep enough, right? But, so, okay, at least I could do other stuff. At least I could eat, at least, right? Um, I'll prepare for a lift a week in advance, uh, mentally, too. You know? mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't get it. Okay, well, I get it next week, you know, whatever. But it's part of the game. You have to enjoy the journey. Yeah, I was wondering about that. If, if at your level right now, if it's still building or if it's just maintaining. Oh, well, I'm the building. Oh, I'm building. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you just said. Um, so that is also a big thing that uh, I've, I've I've read this this uh, quote, which I really liked. Um, you can't out train a bad diet, and that is something where you uh, you just said, okay, you have to sleep to recover. You have to take the breaks. You have to recover. Also, you said with the um, with the MMA. Uh, uh, preparation you said they take certain amounts where they train and then they take a week off uh, every, uh, every four months every four months a week you should take a week off mm-hmm. recovery just so the the body can settle you, and you'll come back much stronger mm-hmm. and come back much stronger and if you so there's sleep there's break there's recovery but also there's nutrition you need to you need to get your stuff up yeah is it just about pure volume what what do you I'm what not, do you i'm no nutritionist you know, <laughs> i just eat you just eat you know, yeah Yeah, I'm I'm very careful of, of giving, you know, I give close friends who, you know, advice. This yeah. is what I do. This, But to claim that I'm like an expert nutritionist, it's, just, yeah, wrong. it's yeah. just wrong. Yeah. So recovery, eating enough, yeah. training. Eat, eat, yeah. <laughs> and, and train and do it. Yeah. Pretty mu- that's pretty much the idea. Just eat and lift. Mm-hmm. And um, while lifting, um, is there a difference between exercises you do explosively to 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 build explosive strength yeah, and just yeah. strength so, in general uh, my my workout is like i'll do an um i'll do a main exercise mm-hmm. and then i'll do like assistance you know to help that main exercise mm-hmm. right um like um if i go on sunday usually for, for example i'll go heavy heavy deadlift And then on Monday, I'm gonna do heavy bench. And then on Tuesday, I'm gonna do heavy squats. And then Wednesday, I'm gonna do uh, light shoulders. And I also do like uh, other exercises. Like I do a lot of uh, um, dumbbell press. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farmers, farmers walk. You know that is mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, then Thursday, it's gonna be usually explosive deadlift, right? And like back exercises, 
to help with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fridays, usually I do heavy heavy shoulders. That's also what I do. I'm not saying what mm-hmm. anybody else should do. But that's that's how you train. Yeah. And then every day, there's also like other exercises that assist whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And besides, especially if you talk about grappling or just fighting in general, um, there's this certain aspect of, okay, strength, cardio, you, you have to you have to build explosive strength, you have to to, to be able to hold on to someone, but also something that kind of gets disregarded sometimes is um, mobility, like stretching, um, I, I, working I, joints. I, yeah, I disregarded that for, for way too long, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just laziness. And uh, yeah, uh, it's something that I'm working on personally, fixing it now. Uh, we do uh, make it a point now to also do stretches as a team together mm-hmm. every every day. It's important. Also, it, it um, prevents injuries. Also, it gives you more strength, by the mm-hmm. way. So it's not, ju- not just for the level you're competing at, just to, to, to improve your performance, but it's also, as you said, with strength, also something that might you le- uh, might make you less prone to injury yeah. while fighting, while yeah. training, because there's just less Mobility. stuff your body isn't used to, to sure. going yeah. through. Okay. So the pressure can increase while training, and that is also something that is important for uh, com- for combative training for for Krav Maga, for instance, where you say, okay, these are especially running simulations, running vo- warrior development drills. Sometimes your body is put into very weird positions. Sometimes your body is put on a lot, right, lot of stress. Right, that's why the, when you stretch, or also when you lift, you're less um, uh, prone to injuries mm-hmm. because you're just strong all around. You know, I, I sometimes when I do like seminars. Uh, in different places, you know, and I see a guy who's like a skinny, like a spaghetti kind of guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm concerned that he get, he'll get crushed. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm seriously concerned and I'll, and that's going to hurt the drill. I'm like, I, I make it shorter. I don't want someone to, you know, to snap him in half, mm. you know, but, um, like I said before, if, if, if you make it a goal to be a hundred percent of what you got, what you were born with, and be as strong as you can, you'll be strong. Maybe you're not going to be the strongest person in the world, but what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. You'll be stronger than average. Yeah. You know? And also you said that working and working this strength, becoming the, the, the strongest you can for what you have been given, that also does something to your confidence. And yes, I think that's men- an important thing. Yeah, of course. You know, it's uh, another point about lifting. For power, It gives you a lot of mental strength. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, when you have that mental strength, you know, it gives you confidence. You project it when you're outside and people feel it. People can really feel fear or 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 confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. And usually nobody starts a fight with, with a confident person, mm-hmm. you know. Look at a guy walking down the street like he, like he knows where he's going and like confidence. People are going to usually get out of the way when he, when he passes by. It's like, it's like that. P- people uh, uh, feel it. You know, and mm. when you work out, it gives you a kind of confidence. You know, so that's also a good way of avoiding a fight. Just be strong. Yeah, and it's not fake confidence. It's not like okay, uh, just being a dick to people. It's about um, being like um, uh, sure of yourself, which is a different approach to to how you behave yourself. Yeah. It's not like being the loudest person in the room. It's about being very calm, being uh, being being um, yeah, j- just a confident version of when you know you're strong, mm. you're confident. And when you and when you're confident, people feel it. And it's like we said with being able to fight, being capable of violence. It, you just project that you're less of a victim, uh, or of uh, less of someone who is easily chosen as a victim. If you if you portray that, 
Exactly. And that's the misconception that I've seen a lot of times with, uh, you have like bouncers who are bodybuilders. And I've seen you, I've seen your guys, you all are, you're super strong, but you don't have this like uh, super, these, these like, uh, this, this bodybuilder aesthetic. I always, yeah, well, with, like I said, with a pretty face like me, I don't need it. But uh, <laughs> when you, like a guy who's like so big and he can't even wipe his own, his own butt, you know, yeah. usually you don't have to really be concerned about that kind of guy. I always tell people, you see a guy with like flexible shoulders and a little scar in the face and a broken nose, that guy is someone you should probably be much more concerned about <laughs> than a, a big bodybuilder. Yeah. You know? So you mean sure. it's just brute strength maybe, but there's yeah. not much to that. Because I think most people think that is a, that's a strong man. They look at that and that's a strong I, man. I'm sure he is strong. Hmm? I'm sure he's strong if he's a you know, big guy like that, but uh, not as strong as a powerlifter, mm -hmm. not as strong as a wrestler mm -hmm. e either. That, that explosive power that he's able to just shoot it on a double leg so fast, mm -hmm. you know, and specific strength for fighting. No way is that, that strong. Mm -hmm. I think that's something where most people have this, this idea because that's how they were introduced to lifting as well. Most people lift for, I think most people, uh, lift for aesthetic reasons. And so that's what they're introduced to. Like, this is the goal. This is what strength looks like. And then sometimes I think that's why why um, also sometimes fighters, um, I think that might be um, underestimated for their... Like, I've seen some some of the guys in MMA Jerusalem, and we talked about this this one dude, um, where you see him and he's like, um, he's like a very um, slender and like very fit, but he can lift insane amounts of, of weight. And that's something you wouldn't think just looking at him. Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, actually, like a person who knows what to look for would see it on him. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at a body build, uh, a body type. I mean, and you look at the, his his ligament strength. Mm -hmm. You know, you could feel his handshake, and you could see it's a different kind of strength. You know, like I mean, when you powerlift, it gets your like nervous system strong. That's why you get so tired. Also, when you when you, I think when you when you when you deadlift, for example. Mm -hmm. it, it's, It really works everything, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it makes you, uh, uh, you know, it puts a mass on, but that's not the point of the lift. The point yeah. is strength, you know. But uh, I think that a, a trained eye could actually tell that a guy is a strong guy. Yeah. Sharia, I think this wraps up our 10th episode. Would you like to add anything? If you're listening to this and you then train, so start training. Start training. <laughs> start working out. No excuses. You heard it, guys. Start training and see you guys next week. Bye-bye.